Hi, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile. And I know it's hard to believe Mint can be any good for just $15 a month. So let's ask Wasim Iknabi, one of Mint's first customers, if he has any issues with Mint. No, the service has been great. And under my ownership, it's going to get even better. How? No clue. Still $15 a month though, right? Yep. To learn more and see our logo, go to mintmobile.com slash Spotify. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody. Let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move out. On my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show with Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right. Everyone, welcome in to the Low Down Sports Show. This show is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Drew. I'm BJ. And we're here to get the lowdown on all things basketball. Got an NBA-packed show today. NBA Media Day happened earlier this week for just about every team. I'm pretty sure every single team, right, Mr. Yeah. BJ? And we got some some news that came along with that. Obviously, reporters were there asking questions. So NBA teams are all within the news as the NBA is less than a month away, BJ. Just a few weeks, as a matter of fact. We, and we're we... back in full swing NBA action. Yeah, we've got a preseason game tomorrow as of the when this podcast drops in, in the Japan games with the Wizards and the Warriors. So it's it's right around the corner. It got here faster than, than you and I were expecting. But yeah. that always happens to us. And fantasy basketball here, too. You know, within two weeks, you know, people got to be drafting, you know, just ahead of the season start on October 17th. But yes, a jam-packed NBA episode today talking about some of those things from Media Day. Obviously playing that with it or quit it, seeing what's on my mind, and checking out BJ's best. So that is the show today. So, BJ, are you ready to get going? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do All it. All right, let's do this thing right here. And just starting off from the top here, you know, I had NBA media days. I wish I could have got to gone to the uh, Dallas Mavericks media day. But a lot of interesting comments kind of from around the league. So we're just kind of going to bounce around some of those uh, first, um, I kind of want to start with one that's just, I, I know it's not realistic, but you know, people are saying, or at least last year, this, this player looked fat, you know, out of shape, you know, mm-hmm. they probably said this on his old team. I'm pretty sure as well too, but James Harden, uh, for Philly's media day talking about he lost a hundred pounds, right? That. <laughs> he did Tweet not. It. Yeah. I'm pretty Tweet sure, it. but put it out there. I mean, it's, if somebody's going to be talking about it. But, you know, James Harden is, say, uh, you know, Harden's looking fit out there. You know, lost some weight. But exactly how much, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, with it's, us. It's, it's very unlikely he ballooned up to 320 after the season ended and then lost it all back before the season started. So I think he's just tired of answering questions about, oh, yeah, I, I'm, you know, overweight or whatever coming to season. So, yeah, I lost 100 pounds. Why don't you go ahead and tweet that? I think right. it's just tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, and we've got like a 40-second clip here of uh, of Harden. Well, I will here in just a second. Let me go ahead and share that with you guys over here on the on the live. 
So let's get over here to this. Boom. Here we go. Harden right here. Um, uh, how much did you lose? What did you do to lose the weight? Um, I think it just, it's, at this point, it's, just di it's dieting. It's, it's proper rest. And then it's just, uh, you know, for me, I think just strengthening my muscles, gaining more muscle mass, uh, you know, which I've always had. It just, this last year and a half, uh, really wasn't healthy enough to, to, to put the proper work in like I'm, I'm used to. So there's something that was huge for me in that aspect of making sure, you know, the heel runs and the weightlifting was uh, important. And then adding the steel um, on the court as well. But yeah, uh, from Harden right there. Um, something that, you know, actually I'll stretch out to, to later. But, you know, we'll go ahead and dig into uh, Alonzo Ball as, you know, we go into some more teams that had some uh, conversations of uh, media day. Mm -hmm. Um Lonzo Ball, you know, he's been hurt for a bit since I want to say the beginning of this year, some somewhere around there, maybe February think, or something. I thought sure. it was January, yeah. Maybe he didn't. He was hurt before the All Star break. I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. So, but um, you know, people probably that I mean, not necessarily you know Bulls beat writers. They know more than we do. But just yeah. you know, us sitting back, we're probably sitting back expecting you know Lonzo come back healthy, ready to play for the Bulls this year. You know, see what that team looks like. You know, at a full uh, stretch of a season. You know, because they started off really good with him in there, and you know once he got hurt, the Bulls kind of started teetering from you know a team that could be dangerous in the playoffs to you know they were lucky to get one game on the Bucks. So yeah, um, go ahead. I was just gonna say we got an actual a little bit of an update from ESPN earlier this afternoon on, on a Thursday, they expressed optimism uh, on Thursday following his latest surgery to address lingering discomfort in his left knee. His timeline to return to the court remains uncertain. He has not played since January 14th when he tours meniscus. It was supposed to sideline him for a few months with the hope of returning for the playoffs. Instead uh, he's been dealing with nagging injuries for most of this year, uh, most of this calendar year, uh, they spent all summer trying to rehab the knee and avoid surgery. And then they ultimately did the operation earlier this week to try to identify it, you know, the issue and correct it in his left knee. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to see that report a couple of days ago saying he can't run, he can't jump. And I think he was saying himself that it hurts to like go up the stairs and stuff. So man, that's pretty, that's pretty brutal, brutal for a guy that's, you know, uh, so young who turns 25 this next month as the season starts and, you know, just so much of a career ahead of him. And he was really starting to come on too. Uh, yes. And, you know, um, you know, we, we really get, didn't even get to see what, you know, Alonzo was becoming because he was just becoming it at the time. He's not there yet. Yeah. And, you know, it, if, even if, you know, one full game sample would have been like, you know, Alonzo's really coming along, you know, really defensively, you know, three pointers are getting knocked down, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, now it's a health concern, like, because, you know, it seems yeah. like a trend with at least some athletes lately. I'm not going to say that he's going to be this athlete, but we'll see, you know, after this, you know, how long this, you know, this secondary surgery yeah. keeps him continuously out for. But, you know, see if, you know, he continues to pick up injuries like some players do once they get hurt for the first time. You know, examples, yeah. you know, Chris Tapps, Porzingis, you know, one of those guys that continue to, you know, just grab an injury after another. DeMarcus Cousins. You certainly don't want to see another, uh, you know, an, another situation like Derrick Rose. It's, right. it's, you know, it's amazing the kind of the similarities, the, you know, the connections you can make with those two players. 
Um, this says that uh, before he had surgery earlier this week, they intended to reevaluate him in four to six weeks. So that will keep him sidelined until that checkpoint around the start of November. So it's, it's going to be, he's not going to be able to uh, play at the start of the season. Uh, they're just hoping that they get him back, you know, couple weeks in or you know who knows they'll reevaluate him at that point but who knows when he'll actually be you know at full speed and, and ready for you know what you're gonna have to put your legs through over the course of an NBA season Drew. yeah he's just gonna be able to possibly help them you know in the playoffs when that time comes a little bit but you know he's really just kind of kind of be getting himself back to speed through mm-hmm. the course of that once he comes back um, cause it won't be long, you know, he, he'll be playing like four months of basketball, four and a half months and it's, yeah. you know, playoff time. Yeah. Um, and, and that could be a perfect get in rhythm for him. You know, that could be the perfect span of time or he could need longer and he'd just be kind of a shell yeah. of, uh, you know, what he was becoming last year of himself out there on the court. But, you know, you really kind of just want to bypass this season for Lonzo ball mentally in your head. Um, as far as us from fans go, as far as like, you know, judging what he's going to be back on the court. Like if he comes back and it's like really, really good, then super awesome. Dude had mm-hmm. two little surgeries or, you know, was lingeringly out longer than he expected to be. He's coming back playing really well. Awesome. But you, know, you just got to sit back and kind of wait uh, on that and, you know, just let him do what he can do for the rest of the season. If it's if it's average. Uh, but he's playable. Cool. I mean, as long as he gets to be healthy and playing basketball, that's cool. And, you know, if he just kind of exceeds expectations, then, then that's great. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, just got to get him back on the court. Um, and the Bulls, the Bulls definitely need him back on the court. Uh, I'm sure they'll figure oh, yeah. out some things as far as uh, they've probably got things planned out to, you know, be prepared to be without him for a bit anyway. So as far as those point guard duties, uh, maybe some defensive people or different defensive assignments guys can mm-hmm. pick up to help things out. Cause he was, that was, that was where they were really missing the help. Uh, he was arguably their best defender. And, uh, you know, once, once he left, you know, everybody else was, you know, not defensive guys. Levine's not a defensive guy. DeRozan, yeah. Vucevic, y'all getting exposed yeah. um, defensively. So, they they need that back to help that charge defensively continue Absolutely. to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, BJ, you see anything uh, interesting else from Media Day? I know we're going to talk about some others here in a bit, Lakers and Mavs later, but did you see something for some other teams? I saw a uh, a flashback picture of uh, John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. from, I think, you know, three or four years ago whenever oh. they first came into the league. They had a side-by-side little picture thing uh-huh. there. Uh, this is what I was kind of uh, – I mean, I don't know if it, it surprised me, uh, but you talked – we're not. we haven't really talked about the – Brooklyn Nets and you know there was a little bit of some talk here earlier this week I think it was because of uh, media day that um, you know coach Steve Nash is not worried about the uh, you know we make jokes about Ben Simmons and his shooting and whatnot obviously Um, but he said that he he's not worried about uh, Simmons shooting he said he doesn't have to um, shoot at all Apparently, huh? Whoa, yeah. He all? says he says he says he doesn't care if Ben Simmons never shoots the ball. Uh, he lauded his versatility as an incredible playmaker um, earlier this week, and he said he doesn't care if he never shoots a jump shot because of the versatility and unique skill set that he brings to the team. Uh, he's welcome to, but 
That is not what makes him special and not what we need. He's a great complement to our team and an incredible basketball player because of his versatility. So I was kind of interested to see that, you know, they were talking about Simmons getting adjusted to practice and everything like that, getting used to the up and down. He says he's feeling good. It's great to be out here with these guys. Um, But they're dumb, bro. Why not just, I mean, if he's got all those skills and, just give him a jump shot and he could be the best player in the world or something like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, and they, I mean, they're excited about how he's going to fit in with, with Katie and Kyrie. Um, it's just, you know, the, the question really has been, you know, the cohesion. And if Simmons isn't in a, in a position that you need a jump shot, like, you know, they're going to double and, and, you know, take, try to take Katie and Kyrie out of the picture. If you need a, a jump shot late in the game, to send it to overtime or to win it. And if you can only get the ball into Ben Simmons, you're going to have to hold your breath, you know? So that's, that's the question is that Nash, you know, apparently is okay with it, but what's going to happen in those late game situations where you're going to need that. You're going to need somebody else to step up and, and take that shot. And that's not going to be Simmons. Um, He said that, you know, you're playing with some great NBA players, or Simmons said some of the greatest. So for me, it's just playing alongside them, figuring out where they want their shots, how they move, different spots on the floor where I need to be just timing. So it's interesting. That that was kind of one of the things that, that caught my eye as to, you know, uh, something interesting. There's a lot of, you know, different teams that we could talk about that we don't really want to go, you know, too far in depth with. There's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of new faces that we're going to get used to in, in some of these places like, you know, there's a lot of young guys that are going to have to step up in Utah. A lot of young guys that are going to have to step up in San Antonio after some offseason trades, everything like that we've already talked about here over the past, you know, couple of episodes going back a ways into the end of season two, all the offseason moves that we've seen. Um, and so it's one of those things like, you know, who's the last man standing in Utah? Well, that you go back and you look and it's going to be, um, I think it's Mike Conley is the last man, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he kind of talked about it. No, yeah, it is Mike Conley, the last man standing, because you know, you saw Mitchell, you saw Gobert, Bogdanovich, and Royce O'Neal all traded away, plus Patrick Beverly, um, who was acquired and then shipped off to the Lakers. Uh, but Conley said he's focused on Utah, just trying to concentrate on being all in. I figured if I was going to be traded, it would have happened by this point. So it this is the telling stat here, Drew. Of the 11 Jazz players who started more than five games last season, only Conley and Udoka Uzubike, who had six starts in 17 games, remain on the roster. As This is an incredibly young team with a lot of fresh faces in Utah. Uh, and it's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're really seeing – the end of an era, obviously, Utah doesn't have their head coach anymore. They don't have Mitchell. They don't have Gobert. And they've been, a, you know, a thorn in, in team sides. Uh, you know, you talk about they were, what, a, a 3-1 blown lead away from mm-hmm. uh, Western Semis in, in 2020 or in the bubble. Uh, so just kind of one of those questions of what could have been what if for, for Utah. And... Uh... Well, I guess we can kind of save this and jam-pack the back end of the the topics. Um, I'll hold off on it, actually. Let's move on to Mr. BJ's 
best though. Yeah, Drew. So you know, I we we call it BJ's best, and and I oftentimes will use it to kind of highlight some of the worst and personalities in America or whatever. Not by intention, but you know, I, I kind of scour the globe looking for some weird offbeat things that you might not have heard about and, and kind of give them some attention here. Um, so this came to my eye. This is an article from the Miami Herald on Tuesday. Um, this is a very interesting, uh, a very interesting report. So, uh, you know, you've probably had some messy breakups in your past. Haven't you drew? I've only had one breakup. So was it messy? Yeah. It was not great, so okay. well, I don't know about messy. Would you would you would you describe yourself as petty as a result, or you uh, don't think that you, you be petty? Uh, no, like after the relationship ended, like you know, just oh. doing things that it's like you know I'm gonna get the last laugh, basically. Uh, no, I did okay. not. Well, I then, can be though. Yeah, I I. I you need to promise me, Drew, that you're not going to end up like this man, okay? There's a man in New Jersey who has uh, been accused of habitually urinating on his ex-wife's grave, according to media reports. Won't be doing that. Okay, good. It's a waste of time. Um, so, the um, apparently the report says that a um, that's crazy. The man in New Jersey. Um, this is some Florida man activities, frankly. Well, no, this is New Jersey. I know, uh, but it's some Florida but, activities. Yeah, and it's funny because it was in the Miami Herald. Uh, so <laughs> the uh, purported desecration occurred at Tappan Reformed Church Cemetery, which is a centuries-old burial ground on the border between New Jersey and New York. Uh, Michael Murray, who's not the accused offender, um, reportedly noticed deli bags full of feces placed near the grave of his mother, Linda Torello, and contacted the police. Um, they later obtained permission to place cameras on the site uh, in order to obtain footage of, of what was causing it. Um, and when the footage ended up being too poor of a quality to take to police, Torello, or Murray, I beg your pardon, actually returned and obtained higher quality footage with his phone and the perpetrator revealed to be Torello's ex-husband. The 68-year-old man visited the cemetery almost every morning between 6.14 and 6.18 a.m., mm -hmm. not alone, but with his current wife. His, his wife, he, he remarried, and his wife would go with him while he went, number one, on the grave, according to the New York Post. Um, I wonder where she... Man. So Murphy is quoted as saying, I can't get my wife to go out to dinner, but this guy gets his wife to go along with him to desecrate my mom's remains every morning. <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. Apparently there was a longstanding grudge with the man and Torella, according to WABC News. He was married to her for a short period of time over 40 years ago and left when she became pregnant, insisting that the child was not his. Uh, DNA testing later proved that the man was indeed the child's father, according to the Post, and Torello remarried later anyway. She uh, unfortunately died uh, back in 2017, and she was an avid animal lover. But uh, the investigation is still ongoing, and a public urination charge has been filed. But it's just, how, how petty do you have to be? You haven't been with this person in over 40 years, 
they've been dead for for five years and you make it a daily goal that you're going to get up early not just by yourself but with your wife and say hey honey all right pack up the station wagon let's go i gotta i gotta go whiz on my ex-wife's grave like i I just don't understand it heck i think it's more hate than pity to be honest like you just that's dedication like every morning that early which i mean old people at that age are gonna be getting up early anyway but i mean dedication to do it every single morning be like honey Let's go. I'm going to go pee on my ex's grave. I'm like, all right. And at the same time, minutes. I mean, I can understand if it was like during a certain like window of the morning, like before work or something like that. If it was like well, between six and seven thirty, I bet or he probably couldn't exact the revenge on her that he wanted to before she died, or like whatever petty act that he wanted to do yeah. while she was here. He didn't get to do it, so he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna pit. I'm just gonna go pee <laughs> on your grave every day. Maybe, but at the same time, it's like it's been over 40 years. You had, you know, 35 before she died. Uh, hey, he wanted know, to live to, his to, life first, but he did not forget to come pee on this woman's grave. At, at some point, what? when does it just, you know, let the de- dead lay some dead or whatever? Grudges. I mean, I guess, like, but severely. it just, yeah, that's that's something that is just like for me, I just, you know, if, I I try not to hold grudges because it's like that. that's just too negative. You, you've got too much you know time that could be used best doing something else to have grudges like especially that kind of level of consistency um it's just it's mind-boggling to me that 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 energy is being used to do that as opposed to you know going out there and and trying to make the world a better place i I don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm the old man yelling at the cloud right now Mm -hmm. but that's just i mean yeah, I don't understand it. I, I don't know if, if you can really add anything more to, you know, the uh, to, to what, where does a person have to be mentally? Like, where's their mind space in, in order to keep going through with an act like that? I mean, that's just just pure, unadulterated hate. It's all yeah. it is. And I mean, yeah. I I don't know. I can't I don't want to put myself in that that mind. No, but no. No, I can, I can, I can understand like what people would do. Like you see the stupid things people would do for love. Like imagine what people would do for, for hate. You know, yeah. someone they hate. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it, but at the same time, it just, I don't know, it doesn't seem rational, and maybe yeah. it isn't, obviously, but yeah. Well, speaking I, of rational. Yeah. The people listening to this, BJ, need to make some rational decisions on their NFL bets coming they up. They sure do. Soon. Be- better than and me. And you might, actually, even though we've been kind of deterring you guys from it, bet on those Cowboys. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. NFL action back in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns. Cowboys have a few of those every now and then. Big plays, not too many of those, mostly completions. That's what Cooper's about. (laughs) And even bigger wins. These have been big wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team. You want to go Cowboys? I'm I'm not mad at it, but now that I'm probably gassing them up, they might lose. Uh, So... (laughs) Pick your poison and get $200 in free bets if they do. 
Yeah, if you want to bet on those Cowboys, I like Dallas minus three this weekend against the Washington Commanders, but that's not enough for you. You can boost your winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. So right now for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. And with payouts bigger than ever, why would you want to bet on football anywhere else? Plus to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins and when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Drew, I ask you every single week, and every single week I'm always interested to see what is on your mind. But before we get to that, Drew. Lightning Lee Murray wanted to be world champion in the USC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is the sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming now, only on Showtime, streaming with Paramount+. Plus. You know, I've got uh, I've got a concert coming up. In fact, I'm really excited oh. about t- tomorrow night. Uh, I'm going to be seeing you know an, an artist that I've wanted to see for a long time on his farewell tour tomorrow. Um, and I'm without going into specifics or anything like that. Um, so that's kind of the, what I'm excited for. You know, music wise, I've been listening to a lot of his music here to kind of get me in the right headspace. You know, because there's nothing like listening to live music. But if you can't go and listen to live music you know if you want a you know if you want to listen to some high quality earbuds or high quality audio why don't you get yourself a pair of raycon wireless earbuds drew what have you been listening to well i mentioned his name last week but not so much mixing it all up like i had co and the weekend and like Mm -hmm. somebody else i had said last week but it's just co now co came out with a new album not too long ago and i'm really you know really Mm -hmm really liking it so i've been jamming it a whole lot lately probably too much probably get tired of it after some point but maybe not Mm because i really like it but that's uh that's where i've been at lately and i've got a buddy that's coming out with a new song in a week we can talk about that um in a couple of weeks once i get to jamming it for a while uh but it's been great uh one of those reasons uh it's been so great is because i've been using my raycon wireless earbuds to do so yeah, Drew, I mean, you talked about it with Raycon's Everyday Earbuds. They are going to look, feel, and sound better than ever. You get those optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. The earbuds are so comfortable, and they're not going to budge. So, you know, if you want to go out for a jog, if you want to be on the, the treadmill in the gym or whatever you might be doing, they're not going to budge. You're not going to have to chase them down and, you know, go play with Pennywise in the storm drain looking for your Raycon wireless earbuds. They're going to give you eight hours of playtime and a 32 hour battery life. And best of all, Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of the other premium audio brands. It is no wonder why Raycons everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five star reviews. Check out those top notch additional features such as noise isolation and awareness mode that we tell you about each and every podcast. Uh, I'm going to start using those Raycons at work, BJ. 
I actually yeah, I had another idea. I had an additional set of headphones. I lost the case, so forced to bring those bad boys now. Go to buyraycon.com today and use code TBPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's code TBPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com, code TBPN15. Excellent stuff from our friends at Raycon, as always. And now... What is on Drew's mind as I do a terrible impression of a drum roll? <laughs> I was like, what is that? <laughs> like a little yeah. kid just sitting there figuring out what they need to do, so they just make a noise. <laughs> but uh, on Drew's mind, as usual, quite a bit, but specifically uh, this time, it's, it's what a lot of people have been talking about uh, lately. BJ, before I tell, can you guess? Um, well, let's see. Uh, the thing that I've heard a lot about is uh, Hurricane Ian this week. And... Ah, it is not that. Okay. Well, we do want to wish our friends and listeners down in Florida and anyone on the path of the storm, you know, we want to keep them in our thoughts and prayers and, and make sure that they're safe. So what, what have you been thinking about? What's been in the news? Well, BJ, what's on Drew's mind today? It's actually, I mean, technically a couple of people, but only a couple because of one thing that is new on Netflix. Okay. The Jeffrey Dahmer series. Oh, my goodness. And the other person is Little Boosie. Oh. And you're thinking, what in the world is Little Boosie doing here? Where's the connection? Yeah. How did how did we get here? Well, Little Boosie's got a problem with this Jeffrey Dahmer series on Netflix, and he says they need to remove it off their platform and that black people need to band together and get Netflix uh, to, to rally and boycott the whole project. Hmm, interesting. I'm, I'm personally not a fan. I haven't watched any of it, but it just kind of, to me, has always felt like, let's not glorify what Jeffrey Dahmer did. Maybe we should uh, stay away from that. Well, people Especially... like the crime, you know, shows oh, yeah, the and true podcasts. Crime. Yeah. Uh, people listen to the wildest stuff on a podcast all the time. So it doesn't they surprise listen to me us, that, they're, so... that they're feeding into <laughs> the, the wild stuff that is Dahmer. But, um, you know, well, no, I, uh, I saw this in little Boosie and, you know, it's just, it's the, <laughs> It's not Boosie's outrage is not because he feels sorry for the families and the victims of Jeffrey mm -hmm. Dahmer and how evil it was. He just can't stand that type of stuff. Boosie, Boosie just is not. He's not with homosexuality in any way. He's a huge mm. homophobe. Oh, okay. He's a huge homophobe and. Gotcha. Uh, Boosie has always got something to say here, and that's that is oh, the reason okay. he is uh, a part of this today, and you know, really saying anything here because that's that is what uh, Boosie is. And uh, he had a his tweet. He tweeted this. He said, mm -hmm. "As black people, we should boycott the Jeffrey Dahmer movie. What he did to our black kids is blanking sick. Netflix, take this movie down. It's sick." Which well, I mean, he's not wrong. No. But and I mean, I, I did hear that there was a little bit of some controversy because they didn't let the victims families know that they were going to make it beforehand. Oh, really? That's what I heard. And so okay. I think that that I thought maybe that was a part of the reason why he was calling on that. But you telling me that it's like, yeah, he's got a, re a different reason for it to be uh, removed. 
Well, BJ, I mean, I might, whatever Boosie's reasoning is, whether it be sound or personal, mm-hmm. I'm with him, honestly. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. tried to get on here, and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, some people are just disgusted at, you know, most anything. Like, you know, some series are bad, but, you know, I have never watched a, a series or, like, a, you know, a murder or, you know, like, a documentary, you, you know, displaying a terrible guy or a terrible yeah. person. Yeah that was like doing what this guy is or did to to uh young males and boys mm-hmm. and i didn't even get to the part where it truly like the disturbing Gets stuff was happening i was watching the first episode and i was hearing how much worse it got you know after the first episode like it does not get any close to better no. and like i was just so i felt i was so uncomfortable in like these first like 14 minutes of the show I was like i kind of knew kind of what was going on just based off you know just reading into it and like kind of what Dahmer was and you know yeah the, the description of the first episode too yeah and like you know it's for at first you know you get the weird energy from him and like he's you can definitely see he's you know crazy a serial guy for sure and you know the way he goes out like it's ob- it was obviously you can tell you know things are super sus but like just like when the first time the person gets back to his room the energy is just so it makes me cringe in my seat watching it and, and maybe that's the point maybe you're supposed to be uncomfortable because yeah. what jeffrey dahmer did that's completely that's just so disgustingly sick you know and and so yeah i mean i can i can understand where people are coming from that want to watch this stuff you know my mom likes the investigation discovery stuff you know the 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 true crime stuff that they do on there but you don't get that kind of like you know over the top reenactment or or whatever where you're feeling like uh you're actually in the room and, and about to witness the most horrific thing that you can possibly describe from those shows you really it's kind of just kind of telling the tale of of what happened and like trying to piece together the mystery and see if you can solve it or if you can you know figure it out and the the additional disturbing part for me is it's it's so i mean it's kind of like you know what we're talking about with you know young black kids seeing like superheroes in movies like you know representation matters and like yeah looking at this it just seems so much more real just because like it is also a black man you know on there you know like whether I, like i'm not gay or anything but like it's still i mean like it's still kind of like that could be me you know or yeah. like you know jeffrey yeah. could just he didn't have, i don't i don't know what his 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 exact flavor it is it might not even exactly be gay dudes and yeah like, it just he just happened to snag a guy out there and like yeah so i mean just, it, it just I, makes I, it all that more disturbing to watch and like i understand where you know females come from when they have to watch you know docs that come out about you know you know uh i would say the r kelly thing you know that yeah. thing is that's disturbing but like this type of thing is on another level and i know there are other things that have come out you know yeah. you know rape situations and and things like that there are those documentaries out there i'm i'm feeling like i'm in their seat right now and i didn't even i haven't watched the whole first episode yeah and didn't i don't netflix, know if i will yeah didn't netflix also do a uh like a ted bundy movie a couple years ago with with zach efron i, I think i remember that yes yes yeah. i did so, watch that one 
yeah so it's not the the first time that netflix has done one of these things right but i mean yeah example right there ted ted bundy yeah yeah uh so you know that's the thing for for you and i drew is that you know yeah it, it certainly we couldn't empathize with women coming from you know like the the ted bundy situation but you can certainly, from what I've understood about Dahmer, is he didn't care. He he would target men, women, he, you know, gay, straight, whatever. He's just that deranged. And so, yeah, it could have been you. It could have been anybody. It could have it's, been any one of us. Man, if you if you get if you get to turn it on and like, I know it's I know probably like a few minutes where they're in the room, like just the tension and just the vibe like i can feel every bit of it in my bones and like the more the longer he draws out that situation and tries to pretend like everything's normal i just the creepier it gets like it gets more cringy and cringy it's just like because like i was about to get to the part like you know where he does whatever he's about to do and i was just like i I can't i had to turn the whole thing off normally i would pause it you know just give myself a second like maybe watch it I've but heard the the scene, you know, has like a lot of blood and like you know, and I'm not, a, a I'm human not heart or whatever. But oh uh, well, I've yeah. seen some disgusting stuff, so that's yeah. not, I'm not gonna be like oh ew, no, but like no, I mean that for, for me, I I couldn't deal with that just because that's yeah. how I am. So that's kind of why I'm I'm not even gonna you know turn it on just because that I know that that's part of it and yeah. and I know I wouldn't do well with it. But, but no. yeah. You know, adding that in adding that uncomfortable you know adding the uneasiness the 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 cringing in your bones or whatever yeah it's it sounds like it's it's just oof. It just I mean, you might get yeah just crawl, already getting chills just talking about it you and i so <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i'm picturing the scene where i was like yep i'm out click yeah uh yeah. man i can't imagine and if i'm checking out 13 minutes into that thing and people are talking about oh yeah it gets worse after episode one and i'm just like Pfft. yeah because yeah. when it first came out people were like yeah they barely got through episode one or whatever and they're like how can i watch this and it's like yeah yeah well right i mean well, that's a, that's the thing is like you know netflix uses the amount of time watched to kind of like judge and everything like that they should be able to see that people are uncomfortable and not making it through you know even the first episode. And so, you know, I mean, yeah, I can understand in terms of, you know, doing this from like a documentary perspective, but the, the, where it's like the reenactment or the reimagining or whatever to tell the story, that might be the, the more troublematic, you know, because it, it's not, I know that the intention is not to glorify what Bundy or Dahmer or any of these people did, but it, it kind of feels that way because it's not just, you know, kind of telling and, and getting like people that investigated, you know, and, and kind of reenacting it that way, you know, as bad as it sounds like you're, you're seeing things, it just. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, that is uh that's what's on Drew's mind today, BJ. That's that, that, uh, sh- that episode made me crawl a little bit. So yeah, I can imagine, uh, buddy. I can imagine. Oh, but uh, anyway, back into, uh, as we shift gears back to some NBA here, um, We'll get to our Lakers and our Mavs in a, in a second. Those are kind of the bigger talking points, but just want to bounce around mm-hmm. uh, some more teams uh, really quick and talk about some of the things um, that were brought up. Uh, as we know, uh, Goran Dragic in Chicago now. 
Um, BJ, what do you? Uh, what's your outlook on the New Orleans Pelicans going into this season? That's a very interesting ball club. Yeah, I was actually asked about this uh, by one of my my friends who's a, a Pelicans okay. fan. Uh, he he's like, you know, where do you? What seed do you think they're going to get? And I was like, well, I mean it's kind of hard to see them getting to rise up a whole lot because the only real team that's, that's, you know, that was above them, that's going to drop down uh, is Utah. Uh, And then I think that, you know, you're going to have Utah drop and and you're going to see San Antonio, who was also actually below the Pelicans in the play-in tournament is probably going to drop down as well. And and then you'd see some movement, probably the Clippers rise up a, a bit. I would imagine now that, uh, Kawhi Leonard's back and, and healthy and, and they're supposed to have PG and Kawhi back together for the first time since the 2021 playoffs. Um, and then, you know, I, I, you know, injuries notwithstanding just because you can never predict that you'd expect the Lakers when fully healthy and everything like that to be a playoff team and, and competing for that again um, in, in this, you know, in the, in this season with, for LeBron. So it's tough for me to picture them, going too much higher, but having Zion back and, and being, you know, fully healthy for, for now and everything like that. And, and hopefully he, he will remain that way you know, I, I think they could legitimately avoid the play in tournament and actually be a playoff team. I just, mm. it's so tough to, to, you know, get a gauge on where the West is going to end up shaking up because, you know, you, you've seen Phoenix, they've, they've kind of, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about them here in a second. They've, They've got some issues that are bubbling up from uh, the uh, the choke, if you will, the collapse in the, the playoffs. Um, the Warriors are the defending champs with good reason. You've seen a lot of, you know, good young talent in Minnesota, Memphis. you got Dallas that's, that's good and, and a young team. Um, Denver went fully healthy. Denver should be back and, and being in that, that playoff chase as well. I mean, it's it's really just kind of you know you shake a couple branches of the Western Conference playoff tree, and you 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 could see a completely different order from where we think at the start of the season to the end of the season. BJ, what do you think, or how good can the Los Angeles Clippers be? I mean, they can be a top three seed if if they're fully healthy this season, as we've seen in the past. That is, I think, their ceiling. You know, you're you're probably going to see a little bit of regression from Phoenix. They're they're going to be good. They're still going to be a playoff team, but I don't think they're going to be, you know, closing in on a franchise record and wins again this year. Just you know, they'll they'll be brought that back down to earth a little bit, but they'll still be above 50 wins. I would expect. Um, it's it's tough for me to to think that, you know, the Clippers are are no like you know I don't think they'll be like the top seed but I think they can definitely be a top three seed this season. And let's see, I had one more for you. Ah, another interesting team that had a a big trade this Mm. off season. And we don't know what they're going to look like, but it could be very interesting. Minnesota Timberwolves, BJ, what are you, what are you expecting from the T wolves with the addition of go bear? Yeah. I mean, see this, this sounds like a big trade on paper, but, in today's game, it, it really, I don't know how well it's going to equate to success come playoff time for Minnesota. I think they're, you know, better off with, with the young nucleus that, that they're going to have and then adding another piece. I, I think they're going to avoid the play in this year. I mean, I, I know it's tough to, 
kind of shake out, but they've got a ceiling, I think, of being a, a top four, top five seed. I think they could get up that high. It's very possible. All righty. Let's get into our thicker topics okay. for this evening. Let's start with the Lakers and end with our Mavs. Okay. Lakers got a fair bit of things to talk about here. Uh, let's start off with the uh, history that's going to be made this season. Mm-hmm. LeBron James to pass Magic Johnson on the all-time assist list. I think he's 92 assists away. And passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the all-time leading scorer list this season. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. all-time milestones. And the milestone of passing Kareem that we thought would never, or most people thought would never happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's just having to this point as, as many, you know, kind of injuries that they dealt with last year and, and how even the Lakers are describing it as a, a lost season to have where LeBron James is within striking distance of Kareem and, and in that all time point total, you know, I mean, we, we, we certainly known for a long time that he's one of the best players of all time. There's obviously a lot of arguments and, and that's not for, you know, this time of the show or anything like that to, to debate on that. But, you know, LeBron gets in, on top of the scoring leader uh, list when he will pass Kareem at some point, it'll probably be closer to the end of the season unless he averages, I think it was like 27 points a game, which is certainly you know, doable. I think that's his career average. Um, he would set it just over the halfway mark uh, at home against the Spurs on January 25th. If he does have some injuries or, you know, they, they kind of bring him back a little bit or hold him back to avoid injury, or, or if he averages just a little bit less than what he has in his career down to like 24, uh, it will come down to, you know, probably March, I would say, um, where he would, be in position to to pass Kareem, but it, it's likely to happen. I, I think it's more likely than not because, as you mentioned, he's just what thirteen twenty six away. He's gonna make sure he does it. That, yeah. there's no way he finishes the season not. Yeah, not and he's not retiring after this year. He's he's already committed right. to playing. You know, long term beyond this season. To he wants to play. You know, at least this season with his son before he retires, which is just kind of heck. Depending I mean, on what type of shape he's in, he might try to play with both of them. Yeah, it just only depends. Two years apart, but that's a lot. Yeah, he's going to be like um, forty-three trying to play competitive basketball. Yeah, and so it's just you know it's just remarkable to see um, where he has gotten into his career and how close he is to some of these records. You know, he's not going to be number one on the all-time assists, but the fact that he's going to be top five by the end of his career, maybe even top two, if he can, uh, I mean, he's, he's about 2000 or so assists shy of, of Jason Kidd, 2000 and like 46, I think is the number. By the end of his career, that might be possible, yeah. but I don't, I don't think he's going to pass Stockton. Um, yeah, no, that's just ridiculous. I mean, he's, he's looking at, you know, this season he could pass not just magic Johnson, but Mark Jackson and Steve Nash. And he would end up in fourth behind, Chris Paul, Kidd, and Stockton uh, on the all-time assist, you know, leaderboard at least at the end of the season. So, you know, there's only a handful of players, Drew, that are top five in points and assists in their career. And I think actually, you know, LeBron may be the only one. 
LeBron, yeah, he is yeah. the only one. Nobody else is scoring yeah. that much and up and that high. that much. Yeah. yeah. So if he when he passes Jackson and Nash, he'll he'll be the first ever to be top five in in points and assists. I mean, there might be some coming down the road, but you know that's right there in, in of itself is a point in the argument that LeBron is the greatest to ever do it. You know, I'm I'm not saying I'm making the argument or anything like that, but if nobody has ever done this, nobody's top five in points, nobody's top five in assists and they're, or, you know, like as the same player, they're both uh, that the same player is, is in the top five of both of these categories at the same time. And that's not even looking at all the other stats that he's, you and know, he's going to be like top. Uh, he's going to be like just outside top 10 or 15 when he finishes too. He's, he's pretty, he's got a good spot on that. I don't remember exactly where for, for which stat rebounds. rebounds. Or, yeah. I mean, he's, uh, you know, there, there's already fourth all time in free throws. Uh, you know, he'll he'll be a, a couple more seasons away from passing Kobe to get to third. Um, he's also climbing in on top ten on the all time three pointers list. Uh, he's just four behind Paul Pierce for number ten. Um, he would also move into like number seven or number six all time if he hits about 150 threes this year. So LeBron is 42nd in rebounds right now. Okay. So, I mean, you're he gets talking. 1,000 more. He's just outside top 30. Okay. I mean, top five in points, top five in assists, top 30 in rebounds. Nobody's ever done that before. 2,000 more. He's top 18. Okay. I mean, you, you just have to. Okay, admire... I take that back about that rebound stuff. He's not gonna. He's not. I don't think he could reach top fifteen. He he'll, he can he could do top twenty maybe, but that would take some work. So yeah, realistically, if, if... realistically, maybe probably a top twenty-five rebounder. Yeah, he's the only player in league history with over thirty thousand points, ten thousand boards, and ten thousand assists. So at the end of his career, he's going to be the number one all-time leading scorer. He's going to be a top four, four top three, top maybe? three. Uh, assist guy and depends a top on where Chris Paul ends up and a top 25 rebounder. Yeah. It's just insane. And he would be just below Dennis Rodman. If he made top 25. Wow. That's Look saying that. something as a rebounder. Yeah. If you make that top 25, like it's still passing some, you know, fair names that rebound the ball along the way, you know, pass Plus, I mean, here. He's already in the top 100 at all time in blocks. Yeah. He, he'd be getting close to 80 if, if he did what he did a year ago and he was hampered by injuries last year. Yeah. Uh, he's also top 10 in steals. I mean, that's that's yep. just incredible. Yeah, he's a freak of nature. Yeah. Brother, a freak of nature. Yeah. Um, but uh, moving on with the, uh, the Lakers chatter, um, what's going on with the Lakers? They want LeBron James, specifically, wants Anthony Davis to take control of the team, to be the number one option and the team leader yeah and i mean you also can't, talk about can the lakers win a championship with anthony davis as the number one option and leader of the team yeah i mean they just did it a couple years ago in the bubble he wasn't the leader of the team he wasn't the number one option lebron was probably well true but i mean you, you saw what he added to that team he was close to yeah. like 40 percent from deep in that playoffs in the bubble because uh, if he was why would lebron be saying this that's true very true. But I, I think they can. I think it's going to be, um, you know, if, if, he, this if year, he is. They can win. So you, so you got Lakers winning it all. I, this I don't have. I don't. I'm not saying that. I said that you asked if they can. I said, yeah, they absolutely yeah. can. Okay. Um, 
But, you know, the, this is where I'm seeing from the Lakers is, you know, we were talking about Anthony Davis. Um, I think I expect him to be better with his shooting this year. He had that wrist Undis- injury. that Undisclosed injury, yeah. Yeah, um, that kind of hampered his uh, ability to shoot from deep last year. Three-point percentage was down around 18.5%. Uh, Lakers as a team were down at 22 Um so it's just it's interesting to see if um, you know if, if he is fully healthy from that and and you know has if he's no longer battling that wrist injury. Um, he said it affected his shot and everything. He forgot or not forgot, but tough to shoot how he wanted to shoot. Couldn't follow through. Um, so that's that's interesting. Is that yeah? When if he's fully healthy and is no longer dealing with nagging injuries. He can be the number one scorer, and I think that the Lakers would be certainly in play. I don't know if they'd win it with, you know, just just him as the primary threat. But, you know, when you've got him as your number one option and you've got a LeBron and a, you know, Westbrook and Pat Beverly, you know, assisting mm. and kind of being, you know, the, the makeup of the team. So you've already kind of answered my next question. Is he – are the Lakers able to do that with him as the number one option? You say yes, they could, but is I don't think with, they will. Is that with or without Westbrook on the team? Yeah, it would be with. I think it okay. would be with. Um, so, do they have a chance if they get if they trade Westbrook? No, I mean, I, Ooh, I think I think no that's that, Westbrook, but chance with Westbrook. I like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it. You know, anytime you've got LeBron on your team, you certainly got a chance. But look I think that he, what's that? I said, look at you. I'm proud. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, you got you can't and, you know can't say that that a team that doesn't have a chance when you've got a phenomenal generational talent like we've seen in LeBron James. But I don't expect that. I don't expect them to to be uh, the champions this year. So it's right. just you know, I mean, it is it is going to be interesting to watch. I think what what I was basically trying to say is that you know if Davis is fully healthy and and he doesn't have to deal with a nagging kind of wrist injury like he did for most of the last season then yeah, I expect the numbers to go back up and, and him to be that number one scoring threat, especially if, if he can, you know, if people still think that he's as hurt as he was or that he's not following through and he's going to make a pay, especially early in the season. All right. Time to shift to our Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Dallas Mavericks, BJ. This is this is a random piece of news I heard on the fan okay. earlier today, and I just, I just want to know why this happens and why we continue to give this man things. Okay. Dwight Powell named to the leadership council for the Mavericks. All right. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm no, you know, I'm certainly not the the biggest Dwight Powell stand um, in, in this, uh, on the show or anything like that, but, said, but he's a great leader. Is he? Oh, no. I don't know. Yeah, can't, um, nobody can really, I don't no. know. I just don't understand. Maybe it. that's like, maybe that's the only thing he's getting or something. I feel like if if he he better not play twenty minutes a night. <laughs> if he plays twenty plus minutes a night, I'm gonna throw up. Yeah. Well, Especially I mean, with Christian Wood here and well, JaVale McGee here now. Why yeah, in the hell would Dwight Powell see the floor? That's it kind of what I was gonna ask you about because I saw this. Mavs plan for Christian Wood, at least for right now, is to use him as a sixth man. Yeah, They're gonna have JaVale starting uh to uh, at least to start the season as the center. And 
uh, I guess that was because that was what was promised to him in the free agency uh, recruiting pitch. Um, but yeah, Christian Wood coming off the bench as the sixth man, that sounds to me like, you know, they're going to have at least some minutes for Dwight Powell still. Man, they better not. Who else? I don't know as far as I was to say, I mean, you got Luca Hardaway, you know, Finney Smith, and you've got, I mean, maybe Maxi instead of, of, of uh, Powell, but. Yeah, Maxie's going to get the PT because he plays defense. Yeah, and then, um, and then McGee. But, yeah, it's it's still it's, – it is interesting they're going to be using him as a six-man. I mean, he better get six-man of the year. I mean, yeah. all I know is if the Mavs plan to compete, he better be six-man of the year material. Yeah, it's, um, it's, And they uh, talk about Frank Nilakina holding down some backup point guard duties, putting a lot of faith in him to uh, have that nailed down packed. Yeah, and, and so for Christian Wood, you know, he's definitely a candidate for six man of the year. Uh the the question is, you know, is he gonna embrace the role? I imagine he is. He he kind of um uh, laughed about it. Uh, it. Yeah. He said he or he kind of laughed about uh the news about being six man, but he said I'm motivated either way off the bench or starting either way. Uh noting this is the first time he in his career he's had an opportunity to contribute to a winning team. I'm not really worried about who's starting the game, more so concerned about who's finishing the game. And that's, that's, I mean, there you go. That, that right there, that quote is, is already kind of got me, you know, bought in on, on this trade and everything like that. Not that I wasn't already. Oh, I'm upset. I just I look for odds over here, try and throw something down on Christian Wood for six man of the year. He's not even listed here on this really? dang thing. Dad, gone. Well, I mean, that means that you got to get some some overwhelming odds then. He's not on most improved either, so. Wow. That's pretty crazy. You got you to find you got to find somebody that'll give you some odds on it or something. Maybe they don't. Maybe because there's not a whole lot of love for the Mavs nationally besides you and I. I don't know. Luca MVP favorite. I don't know if I'll dabble in that water or not. Maybe not. But. Yeah, our Mavericks, man, it's going to be an interesting season. See what Timmy can come back and bring, if he can bring it consistently. Christian Wood, how that bench roll works out. And they were yeah. talking about um, the discrepancy for the Mavericks going from 21st in defensive efficiency the prior year mm-hmm. or earlier in the year uh, to yeah. finishing uh, like 7th mm-hmm. in the league. So worrying about how, how that defense is going to hold up again uh, in a following year. And uh, – one thing I worry about BG, and I don't think they'll address it just because like we're already so close, is wing depth. We saw how many minutes Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith mm-hmm. logged in those playoffs, and they were dog-tired. And if yeah. we'd have won that series somehow, how would those boys have played in the finals? They wouldn't have been able yeah. to – they'd have just been shells of themselves. They'd have been playing out there, you know, giving it all they got, but they'd have well, been so yeah. tired, yeah. missing threes that they wouldn't normally miss, things like that, just because they're exhausted. Yeah, so, and I, I hope that is the case, especially getting, you know, THJ back. And I, I wonder, you talked about Dodo. Uh, did you see what he said about Jalen Brunson's departure? I thought this was kind of funny. Uh, he was asked about, you know, Jalen Brunson taking the bag in New York. He said, man, you saw how much money they gave him? I'd have been mad if he stayed here. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Yeah, Dodo's, he's a national treasure. I know. Shout he's out, he's, he's quick, quickly becoming one of my favorites, Drew. For sure. And uh, Mavs, apparently, I think it was an ESPN story that the fan was reading it from, are tabbed to finish seventh with like 43 and a half wins. Mm. 
Well, let's prove them wrong, Mavericks. Let's prove them wrong. They what? they always doubt they always doubt us coming into the season. Oh, when you've got when you've got Luca, I mean that alone is should be good enough for playoff spot. Indeed. Now, time to shift some gears, Mr. Beach. It's time to play some with it or quit it. Yes, sir. I got your five questions here and my last go around with with it or quit it for a couple episodes. Okay, dokie. Right, starting with number one. Are you a gamer, BJ? Occasionally, yes. Okay. Well, I guess it's time to discover. Are you in agreement with this statement? Xbox is a greater or better system than PlayStation. With it or quit it? Quit it. I've been a PlayStation guy pretty much all my life. Had the PS2 as a kid, and then I got the PS3, and now I've got the PS4. I haven't upgraded to the next one, but I've just I've been very impressed with what I've seen. I think that you know 360 got a lot of love because of its online play, but you know PlayStation, you didn't have to pay for uh, online play on the yeah, PS3. But that was uh, you know that was one of the things that what made it so much fun, at least to me, that was, is that that's the only reason y'all had it because it was free. No, no. Would you? You would have still had a PlayStation if you had to play online, just like Xbox. Probably, yeah. Because I still had the PlayStation Two, and I, I, I really enjoyed the PS Two. I think, I think that the PlayStation, I think the PlayStation exclusives were, were what was better. I mean, for a long time as a baseball fan, I got I had PlayStation because of MLB The Show. Now that's no longer a Sony exclusive, uh, but it used to be, and so I've been PlayStation for a long time as a result of that. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Number two. Oh, childhood shows, BJ. Let's see where you're at okay. on these. All right. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are better than the Power Rangers. With it or quit it? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with it. I didn't really watch a whole lot of the Power Rangers as a kid. Uh, but, I mean, I love I loved the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, I thought you were going to ask me something about, like, you know, Nickelodeon or, or Cartoon Network or something like that. I was Not like, yet. don't make me pick between my two child, you know. I want to be like, Dexter's Laboratory or... All right, yeah. number three. DeAndre Ayton, mm-hmm. whom we didn't talk about because I saved specifically for this with it or quit it question. Awesome. Will be traded by the NBA deadline with it or quit it. Yeah, I'm with it. I, I'm honestly surprised that it didn't happen in the offseason. There was so much of that, you know, the silent treatment, like, you know, like with an old married couple that had a fight or something, you know, Monty and, and uh, DeAndre Ayton supposedly still haven't talked after that uh, game seven loss to the Mavericks in the Western Conference semifinals. And so I just can't imagine that, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff going on in, in Phoenix. Obviously, the, the headline is, is the team being sold because of the Robert Sarver situation. But what's bubbling up beyond that is, you know, there's there's some tension there. And, and you know, Chris Paul said he hadn't learned anything from that or something like that. And DeAndre Ayton is giving, you know, the silent treatment to, to Monty Williams. I, I can't imagine he's too happy and, and doesn't want to stay there too much longer. I think Phoenix is about to explode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Number four. BJ, remember I asked you earlier what sport you hadn't played before? Yes, you did. Yeah. This is what it was for. Okay. I figured. All right. You would rather play 
for the first time, a round of golf as opposed to playing a game of cricket. With it or quit it? Yeah, I'm going to say with it. I've, I've been kind of one of those that I, it's not that I am not interested in golf. I just never had the opportunity to kind of take up the sport. It, it'll be a long day on the, the, uh, on the, the golf course, just because I already know that I don't have a, I don't have a good drive, but um, I mean, those, those cricket games can go like three to five days at times. And so I don't know if I've got the, the stamina to, to, to deal with that kind of longevity of an, of a game. So yeah, I'm absolutely with it that I'd rather, you know, take up a, a round of golf first. Number five. Tugging at your heartstrings here, BJ. Okay. The Texas Rangers will be back in the MLB playoffs next season. With it or quit it. Oh, yeah. Tugging at my heartstrings. So before this season, I said they were still about a year or two away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just depends on how quickly they got. Yeah, Cole I know. Lynn. That's that's. I, I want to see Jack Leiter at the AAA level, and that's what I think we're going to see for the most part next year unless he just has a, a fantastic spring training that uh, makes it, you know, where he's ready for the big leagues. I, I'm – I think they could. I think they could be a playoff team. I think there's they could no good in. in this with it or quit it game. BJ. Well, 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 let me answer. Let me answer. I think they could be because I think they could sneak in with the expanded playoffs and get one of those wild card spots that we're, we've seen. You know, oh, this yeah. year there's there's three wild card spots as opposed to the two that there had been. They they've got the. I think they can have a season next year where they could slide in and get one of those. It's it's going to be tough because of how much talent is going to be in especially in the American League East but if if Aaron Judge leaves in the offseason goes somewhere else if he even goes to the National League then the Yankees fall off because that's that's been their pretty much their whole team so I'm going to say with it for now I'm going to say with it they sneak in they're not going to win the World Series next year but I think it'll be kind of a promising you know hey we're finally getting there again they uh, you remember before Houston won it all, they made, I think, two playoff trips in a row, uh, one to the wildcard game and they lost, and then one to the next round, the division series, and they lost. And then they went on and won it all, uh, trash cans banging notwithstanding. But, um, you know, I, I think that's kind of the similar path that the Rangers would be on. They've got to you get that young talent, some playoff experience, and then continue to make an improvement, you know. And then maybe in three years we'll see the Rangers – hoisting the you know the world series trophy it's possible whoa buddy i said maybe that'd be nice that'd be real nice it would be we'd have some amazing patience as rangers fans for nine or ten years to wait for that trip back to win it if they go back and they lose just get jeffrey Dahmer to rip my heart out whoa he'll probably (laughs) do more than that (laughs) right cut off your pecker Mother's done. Whatever. Who knows? He has no limit. All right. All right. But, I'm sorry I brought it up. But our limit has been reached on today's episode, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, we are partnered with Fanatics. Every time you buy some Fanatics gear through our unique link, it helps us continue our podcasting efforts. And make sure you guys get out there. It is football season and basketball season fast approaching. A lot of gear out there. They just dropped some new. New York's Giants gear. I don't necessarily advise that as a Cowboys fan, but if you want to, go ahead. As long as you use our unique link in the description and or on our Twitter or 
Instagram uh, pages. Best of all, Drew, I think right now Fanatics is actually running a uh, 65% off coupon. You can get up Boom. to 65% off on Fanatics through the weekend, in fact, going into Monday. So that. get yourself some Fanatics gear through our unique link in the description and, and check it out. And if you want to be like Cam and BJ, they recently re recently re-upped and got some new lowdown gear. It's not in yet. That's his old one, but he's got yeah. some more on the way. Him and Cam, the producer. Shout out Cam. He couldn't be here tonight, but uh, he's got some gear on the way. Those pillows are super soft. You take a nap oh, dude, on it, you're yeah. going to be blessing it. I, I've, Imagine I've listening so... to the lowdown while falling asleep on a lowdown pillow. It's crazy. I've been, I've been so afraid to put my head on it because I know it's soft, but it's so nice and, and pretty. I don't want to get all the hair oil or whatever on it just because I I don't want to ruin it. But right. I haven't. I use it as a display pillow for sure. Yes, sir. Get you, get you guys hooked up. Get your lowdown gear and get your stuff from Fanatics. Absolutely. Make sure you guys are also following us on social media as well. You see it above Mr. BJ right there. If you're watching on our lives anywhere, you got us on social media at the underscore lowdown. That's T-H-A underscore lowdown. Catch us on TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, ladies and gentlemen. But that's going to conclude today's episode. And when we come back next week, Mr. BJ is holding down those with it or quit it questions. And Cam will be back. Yes, so, sir. without further ado, this has been another episode of the Lowdown Sports Show. Peace. <laughs>